Hello everyone and welcome to Final Show. I'm John, the executive producer here, and I've just got a few pre-show notes for you. First of all, I want to let everybody know that our addresses have changed. Uh, our Twitch channel has changed from Sinstaku to twitch.tv slash finalshowfilms, and our YouTube channel has also changed to youtube.com slash finalshowfilms. Next, we want to thank our $20 tier supporters on Patreon, which is patreon.com slash films, by the way, if you want to go throw a couple bucks our way. That's going to be Cat Waterflame, Antitonic, Samantha Bates, and Maureen Monty. Thank you guys for that. Also, our website is in the process of getting updated. So go take a look at finalshowfilms.com. We've got Mara and Jeremy are working on updating all of our stuff there, making it look nice and like a modern website, and frankly, they know what they're doing far better than I or Austin ever did, so if you want to check out the things that are changing over there, you go do that. Follow us on Twitter, at Final Show Films, for updates uh, for all future things, including things that are going on with our website, and going on with the Patreon page, and things that are going on live as we stream them, uh, as well as our podcasts and everything else, so thank you very much for watching, y'all have a good day. We're live! Hello everybody, welcome back to Grand Terra Rebirth. I'm John, the executive producer here at Final Show Films and Game Master for the evening. Also in pain because my feet have been shorn of the lowest level of skin. Uh, with me today is William. Hi, I'm William and I'm playing Gashker Stormcaller, the half-orc barbarian. I'm not going to say my character from the last campaign this time. <laughs> and Jeremy. I'm Jeremy. I'm playing uh, uh, Harriet, Harry, uh, the the halfling battle master fighter. And Mara. Hi, I'm Mara. I'm playing Hope Azamar, rogue barbarian monk. And Aaron. Hi, I'm Aaron, and I am playing Lulu, the halfling blood hunter lycanthrope. And Cody. I'm Cody. I'm playing Corbin, the human battle master slash paladin. And Jack. Hey, everybody. I'm Jack. I'm playing Gwynferon Menar, the High Elf Divination Wizard, as well as Ashkel, the Wood Elven Warlock who lives in his brain. And if I ask people to repeat themselves tonight, I apologize. The microphone jack, that I, the headphone jack that I use for my computer has begun acting up and occasionally stops sending audio to my headsets. Um, so I have to reach out and adjust whenever so I can't hear anybody. Uh, so when last we left off on Grand Terror Rebirth, uh, there was a murder. There was a murder most foul, uh, which was being investigated by the rangers, uh, at which point um, uh, interactions occurred. And one of the members of the party got arrested temporarily, uh, bailed, and then half the party decided to leave the town to go investigate, theoretically, uh, to go investigate the uh, writings of an ancient dragon. Uh, while outside, they found a den of manticores that they handily slew. Um, and the other half went back to talk... Went, uh, or the other half, and by other half, I mean two of them, uh, stayed in, in the city to talk to uh, the guild master of the Avengers Guild, Tithian, see if he could get them an audience with High Captain Lorian regarding said murder most foul. We pick back up outside the city with the group that had just finished slaying a bunch of manticores. 
Gashkar, Harry, Lulu, and Gwynferon, you stand in a cave surrounded by the dead. And by the dead, we mean manticores. So as Gashkar kind of sits down on the ground and just kind of leans back for a minute, (laughs) Uh, she kind of like grabs the, the head of one of the corpses and just kind of tilts it for a minute, gets a little bit inquisitive for a minute, kind of looks at the rest of the group. What are we even called? I feel like as we start doing more levels of the tower, we're going to build up some notoriety and no one knows what to call us. Mm. I'll also remind Jack that you just came back from an extra planar journey inside of Planetar's body. Oh yeah, and then I left the cave and went yeah, and to cast say, contact Lulu, other plane. I'm nowhere around. Lulu was <laughs> going to go look for Gwenfron because he stalked off. Uh, I say we call ourselves Gashkar Harry. That's a very long-winded name to try and and describe the people that have been going up the tower. That's because we're not a formal band of anything right now. (laughs) And so giving us a name would be uh, disingenuous at best. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> I mean, we there's seriously. So you, me, look at it. Do we have anything in common other than we like going into changing tower, ta- this weird changing tower, and fucking shit up? We also like going out and hunting manticores and well, yeah. going out and killing other things and <laughs> fighting things. Okay, and- yes, we kill things. <laughs> So do lots of other people. Uh, GM, would I be hearing this or would I have been gone by this uh, point? Gwenfront didn't move too terribly far away, as far as I recall. He just sort of stepped outside like, the cave. 100 yards tops. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, you so can still... if I can get eyes on Gwen and just see that he's not headed further. Yeah. Jack, I'm understanding he's not. No, he's not. Um, <laughs> as long as he's not like leaving, leaving in a way that might be dangerous to him. Uh, I don't know about the contact of other planes, so that's not it. Um, Lulu will head back in. Well, there is that other thing. Oh, yeah, supposedly we're also all connected via past lives and past in, in iterations of the world. Yeah. I thought one was going to explain this part to you at some point. Did he just never... There was something about seasons and the world dying and renewing itself that I didn't really understand. And we all knew each other in a past life. And after a few moments of just blank stare, hilarious, nonstop, like on the ground, rolling laughter. Looking over to Gashkar. Did I explain it wrong? No, you explained more... you, ex- you explained it about as well as could be expected. It's honestly like, yeah. Gwen was more. My 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 suspicion would be that Harry either doubts the legitimacy of that statement, or this is how Harry is attempting to process that. Okay. After a few, wait, 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 wait. 
You're not joking. <laughs> no, uh, I don't know. If... No, it... so it's not all of us. It's it's the four of us. Uh, the two that stayed in the town aren't. Or Gwen Ashkill or the other person he was in between that he doesn't know about was. Man, I don't even yes, remember what happened yesterday. I'm pretty sure I don't have I don't have memories going back to another life. Come I on. I mean, neither do I, but that doesn't mean the past life didn't happen. The only one who knows about that stuff is Gwen because he can see the past and future and also his ex-girlfriend showed up at one point. Ex or current? Uh Eshkill's girlfriend. Yes. Yeah, the past Yes, the past person's girlfriend. Oh, come on. You're, had a past life. Now you've got to be joking. The past no, person's she was past the girlfriend. child of a lot of gods that were one god, I think. I. Yes. That part got confusing. That it's all of the go- all of the godlike energy that got consumed in the last cycle and did not come back formed the god emperor. And he had a kid who's the reincarnation of Gwen Ferron's past lives, past lives girlfriend. Yes. <laughs> that is accurate. She just looks really proud of herself. You got, that's, honestly, parsing that is a good, is a good task. Okay, come on, seriously. What, oh, oh. what book did you guys steal this story out of? Cause... I can't read. I also only really read Draconic and occasionally Orcish. I don't really read your common like your common tongue that well. Yeah, sure, whatever. Okay, yeah. No, no, this uh, is a thing. Gwen said. <laughs> Maybe you should trust the diviner on the, on the things that he knows. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but. We take a lot of what Gwen says because diviner at face value. Well, I don't. I <laughs> Has mean, he been not... wrong thus far? You know what a diviner can conceivably do? Oh, I see in the future. You're going to do everything I say and go everywhere I tell you to do. He's I mean, never yes, remotely he said any of that. Because he's not lying. <laughs> Also, the reason we're going to do that is because they're in charge now. Just during certain has episodes. has this just turned into an episode of Psych? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Look, look, I am down for go for continuing going in the tower and fucking shit up on a regular basis, so we can fix the world or whatever that is. Um, I'm just saying. There's a reason for healthy skepticism when someone says, no, no, I can see the future because I can do magic and I can see the past. And this, take everything I say on its face. Oh, she'll sort of perk up. You might ask Kill. You already know about this stuff. Ash Kill is one of... Gwen's past lives. From what I understand, there was an intervening. It wasn't there initially when we first met Gwen. Care the intervening if clause. Right, right. (laughs) Okay, no. I have that too. 
Hello, my name is Steve. I am Steve the Halfling. I am one of Harry's past lives. See, I can do it too! <laughs> that is still the same voice coming out of your face. Well, I could change my accent if I wanted to. I just don't want to. Also... Because Jeremy's really bad at accents. Also, there's, there is a notably different person in Gwynferon's mind. Cool. I would know. For one, I am right. in, for one I am in a close relationship with one of them and not the other one. You could probably He has magic spells. He probably has spells that would let you determine the truth for yourself, right? And you can use it with the hand thing. Wait, wait. So a spell that comes from him will determine whether he's telling the so, truth. No, so I get what you're saying. That you're casting the magic. Right. When Gashkar right. makes the house, it's not Gwen making the house. Um, we could also ask, there are people with probably truthy magic in town. We yes, could get a magic from one of them and you could use that to learn the truth. We'd probably still have to ask Gwen what spells might might re- reveal that. I don't know how magic works or who well. I just curse people all with my blood. So Gwenferon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You've been talking to this other plane. Mm-hmm. You've received all your answers. Cool, cool. What you doing now? He's going to take a minute and just kind of decompress. He's going to sit down. He's going to pull out some water. He's going to lean back against a tree or something. And he's just going to drink and sit until somebody comes to find him. All right. But my original question was more of like, Valor Sanguinis doesn't really have a whole lot of personal connection on a personality level, but they constantly adventure together and people know them as that group. I feel like at a certain point, the people who have been consistently heading up the tower and solving it, apparently, because we're apparently the only ones who have been able to do that, We'll need something to be known by other than, hey, you six or seven people. I mean, they can call us what they want to call us, I guess. I. The people who would want that are not people I really want knowing more about me. I don't like those people very much. I mean, that's fair. But at a certain point... If they have a group name to call us by, they don't need to go to you specifically to learn more information. There's a certain diffusal that comes with being known as a group rather than as a group of individuals. Yeah, I'm in this shit for the challenge, not for the glory, so... Whatever works, honestly. I am not picky about group names we could <laughs> ask Gwen if we had one last time that would be highly amusing but I suspect the same one would probably not be useful wait wait I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb here 
and predict that it is something that it revolves around that that something that revolves around the what's the other guy's name the other guy's name Ashkill? I don't remember the one in between was. I'm going to predict it's something that revolves around Eshkill. I think Fakir was the name that he said for the medium one. Uh, And the lady who was the daughter of a lot of gods called... Uh, Called us things. Yes. But I don't remember. I mean, do you ever notice how nobody's like, yeah, in my past life, I mopped the floors of this uh, uh, of this diner. Generally speaking, my understanding well, in that regard is that someone. No, no, that, much- that part I got. That part I sort of understood. There was a magic that fucked up and powerful wish granting. Generally, generally speaking, I would say that the reason that no one says in their past life they mopped floors is because that soul finished its business and didn't need to be reborn again. Wait a minute. So you're saying that that, soul, that soul's entire purpose for being was to make sure that 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 the, the fucking I don't know, I can't think of the name of a shitty tavern at this point. <laughs> and the cleanest, least sticky floors each night that it possibly could. Well, as, as tavern for... presumably got blown up with the rest of the world, so I guess they don't need to mop that tavern anymore. So, which of which of these would you want to go back and make sure you finished properly? Oh, I just got done living the life of cleaning a floor, or I just died before I could stop the end of the world from happening. Which of those would you feel like you should go back and fix? I'd say, fuck it. I'm in the afterlife. Where's my, where, where's my, whatever supposed reward I'm supposed to get is. You didn't get that reward because you failed to stop the end of the world. Well, sucks to be me. You could go back and fix it. Yes, I'm stuck in the devil's mouth with everybody else. Gwen, it doesn't seem like they're done talking. Uh, he doesn't care. Okay. <laughs> uh, this is clearly a difference of perspective that probably won't be solved by one conversation. If they're not done talking in 15 That's minutes, he's taking a nap. Mm. I feel like the best solution is magic because magic is supposed to solve all of our problems and we should just ask the diviner about things. <laughs> that is... Uh, Are you I being agree salty with that about the in reference to the divine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, there are multiple things going on with any given character. At any right. Yeah. That's fair. It's just amusing. But that's the Reiner about things and not disrupt the civilization and it's being weird and gross. Mm. You know the civilization says the same things about you. Yes, I do. But at least I know that we both say the same things about each other. Or they just they're the probably aware of it way. to a certain extent. Some of them are at least. <sighs> You really, really, I know you think you come from a similar place, but you really, really don't. I know I don't. I come from 
somewhere between all of this. Hmm. You come from a civilization that just happens to have a lot of dragons. And I'm going to run off and find Gwen. You turn around and find him very swiftly, sitting against a tree, having fallen asleep. Okay. Mm. I mean, I'm not a wolf anymore, but I'll just lean up there and... (laughs) I need a nap. I need at least a short rest, so I'm going to do that. I mean... Fallen asleep. Trans, but yeah. <laughs> okay, so you're presumably aware that I'm, I'm very, I assume I'm fairly aware. I'm simply using the terminology you used, Jack. That's fair. That's reasonable. Yeah. So Lulu comes up. Sorry, Lulu looks over, sniffs, sits down. Is Lulu still in wolf? I mean, no. It, that lasts a, a few minutes. At okay. most. Uh, that would have worn off by this point. Yep. Uh, anyway, something to consider for later. And Gashkar also heads out. Sure, you do you, old friend. Something and then like she that. bursts into laughing again. <laughs> you need me to find more things to kill. I would like all four of you to make a perception check for me, please. Well, we know this, this will go well. Smell or hearing? This based. is hearing based. Okay. Nineteen. I really should have taken that. Oh, I shouldn't have advantage, but. Four. <laughs> that means you rolled an eight. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Uh, so everyone except for Harry, who's la- who can't hear anything over the sound of her own laughter, um, yep. hears off in the distance, not too terribly far away, the loud beating of wings and the crunching of a tree. Gwen, you were looking for a dragon? Well, we might as well go look. I spell. I can't whistle right now. My lips are dry. I'll go back and let Harry know. Hey, we're gonna go do things other than kill. I think talk to a dragon. Ask dragon about books. Well, just in case the dragon, just in case it becomes a kill situation, I'll come along with. Harry's like, that is the least interesting thing you can do with a dragon. Right? <laughs> so many more. Gwyn will walk in the direction of deforestation. Uh, so you, you guys sort of head towards where the sound of cracking tree was. Uh, and after walking for a few minutes, you find uh, the body of a wyvern having been basically tossed through a series of trees. What kind of wyvern? This one is more of a traditional non-elemental affiliated wyvern. Okay, they're just a plain wyvern. Yeah. This one's a regular wyvern, not a bougie wyvern like you have. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, yeah. Gwyn will like look at the wyvern. I assume it's dead. Yes, right. very dead. And then like backtrace to see where this wyvern possibly originated. Yeah, investigation roll. Hey, I'm proficient at that. <laughs> I rolled another one. So, <sighs> starting off strong. God. Yeah, have, you, have, you, have you noticed that since you picked up this staff, you started rolling way more ones? It's almost like that's what the story wants. <laughs> so, Gwynfront turns to look, and as you turn to look, you find yourself looking not on uh, not uh, on the forested scene that you had previously been looking at, but instead, uh, you find yourself looking at a massive tentacled beast uh, like kind of like an octopus but way larger just sort of floating past you in this massive oceanic visage that you found yourself in um, am I a gith again? you look you look down and you see that you have hands that have sort of finned webbing between your fingers and look further down and you've got more of a uh, fish-like lower half of your body um, with a trident sort of just floating next to you, tethered to you by some seaweed. Hmm. And I assume I'm in the water? Yeah, you are in the water. You're under the water. Welcome to the life of a triton. You are under the water, Um, apparently. Do I happen to have, like, green gloves and an orange speedo and... uh... No, no. Okay. (laughs) All right. Good to know. Good to know. It was fish scale. Thank you. Does the big tentacly thing look threatening? No, it's just going about its day. Uh, meanwhile, everyone else, Gwen turned around and stopped. Uh, Man. Weeborn, is that you again? This is getting very tiresome. What's causing that? I'm not certain. Weeborn's <laughs> getting done with my Just shit. Referring to the other <laughs> We're having an intervention once, once we bunker down for the night about it, right? I don't know if he's in control of it either. Well, we're still... We need to figure out what's going on, yes. The assumption of interventions, as I understand it, is it's usually because they're not in control of it. (laughs) Because it's something that that person is doing that is destroying them. I don't think this... I don't think this is something Gwyn is doing. I don't think you can. In- Let me put it this way: Can you intervene for someone who didn't, who is not involved? Hmm. Well, if I were, if I were to, the person who who hits things really hard, the person who also hits things really hard, but with lightning, and the person who hits things really hard, but with a variety of curse-based damage, I think Gwen probably has the best chance of working towards a solution. So that's, that's the thing. We're intervening to make sure he knows what's going on. Yes, I think we, def- we definitely need to bring up what is going on. But I'm, my question is, if you're not being attacked by a monster, can't I, can, I, can I intervene to protect you from that monster? 
I mean, you could figure out where the monster is and why it's coming after me. Yes, but if it's not going after you, am I really intervening at that point? I had hurt. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like there's just two halflings with like the little confused signifier above their head. (laughs) Gashkar Stormcaller, the most pedantic of barbarians. (laughs) What the actual actual legitimate fuck are you talking about? I don't know. It's your weird language. No, it's not. <laughs> and then, then in your head, I talk like this. Oh, you do, yes, but Harry talks with the I switched to halfling, and I talk like this, motherfucker. That's fair. Okay, that's fair. I can do that, too, in halfling. Gwynferon, give me a nature roll, please. <laughs> Gladly. You have been able to determine that you are in the body of some form of marrow that is native to the uh, plane of water, a little plane of water. Okay. Hmm. I'm just going to see how fast I can swim until this wears off. Are you chasing after the kraken? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So you chase after the kraken for a, for a bit. Eventually, you're flailing about in the water because you are not a swimmer. Uh, uh, attracts the attention of the kraken as it turns around and one, and you sort of start to get a glimpse of its like sort of primary face. Just as you're about to get a really good view, you pop back into your body. Wow, it's gonna suck to be that guy. Hmm? <laughs> we need we need to figure out what is happening and why that keeps happening, Gwen. At some point. Yes, um, my brain seems to shift out. My consciousness seems to leave its normal home and just sort of set up shop in somebody else's. And at least when it sets up shop, I'm more or less temporarily in charge. And then eventually my consciousness returns. Weborn is getting very annoyed having to pilot you while you're gone. Uh, Yes, no, yeah. I feel like once I rest, I'll be able to person thing. I've never heard of this happening to anybody before. Unfortunately, we've got some rather imperative objectives that I don't think allow for me to take a couple weeks and do hardcore research at the Black Archives. And even so... What are all your passive perceptions, by the way? Uh, 20. <laughs> uh, hold Six. on. I think it's only 14. My bet is on six. So I'm supposed yeah. to be smelling stuff than other people. Um, so Lulu, Gwyn, and Gashkar become aware of the fact that there is a large dragon head hovering basically right above Harry. <laughs> yes! Harry is yes, right behind me. So Har- Harry's in the middle of the conversation and, and Gashkar just kind of like tilts the eyes up a little bit. <laughs> this dragon is a, of a uh, brass, of a, yeah, of a brass color. Um, it has this sort of metallic sheen to its scales. And the head is like, 
it, like the head has been lowered and the body is apparently perched on top of the trees. Um, so you've just got this long neck coming down through the tree line and the head hovering about ten feet above Harry. Does, does, does the dragon just go... <laughs> no, no, it's just looking at you all. Hasn't said anything. Harry, in what your the... mind you hear, look up. Is there something in my teeth? <laughs> look up. There's a dragon above you, Harry. Good afternoon. Are we fighting this one or talking to it? I think talking first. The head that you see is larger than the entirety of the wyvern that Gashkar has next to her. You say that like that's going to dissuade. No. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm giving you that as a descriptor. It, just, it, it, makes, it makes Harry more excited. <laughs> that is the, the Harry the, is aroused. The dragon could the dragon could fit ice pelt in its mouth easily. Do you right. happen to be Max and Dan? I'll be ready. The head tilts to one side. Yes, I am. Have you ever heard of an individual's consciousness at random departing to various other places in the multiplanar realities and inhabiting temporarily the bodies of other, I assume, sapiens? The head turns and lowers so that the right-hand side of the face is the only thing really visible to you, and the right-hand eye is sort of directly looking at Gwynferon. The usual dragon profile, yeah. Yeah, and the it, the the arch that could only be transcribed in humanoid terms as an eyebrow <laughs> raises. <laughs> I was afraid of that. No. Oh, that's something that's something for another time, but I believe we had specific questions, didn't we, Gwyn? Yes, I have a copy of your book. Pulls it out. The head, once again, the head pulls back a little bit. Perhaps it'll be easier if I come down there. Wait a minute. Who is this scaly motherfucker exactly? The um, the large brass dragon begins to climb down the trees. And you see it basically sort of grabbing, grabbing, and lowering itself. Um, and as it lowers itself and as its hind claws hit the ground, it begins to shrink rapidly as the wing, as the, this massive, massive form shrinks down rapidly into the form of a human, uh, with fairly tanned dark skin, long, uh, sort of brass colored hair hanging down to the middle of his back. Um, that's been swept back these piercing golden eyes um, and wearing sort of kind of like a robe but with the top with the up half of the robe just sort of hanging around the waist rather than actually on so the waist up is bare and waist down is covered with as little aspects of uh, dragon scale appearing where traditionally humans would have body hair instead of instead of scales uh, now slightly shorter than Gwynferon, uh, sort of steps closer to the group. Would you be inclined to 
inscribe an autograph and Gwyn pulls out a quill. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> he raises an eyebrow. Sure. Oh, really, who is this asshole? I am Max and Dantilus, and this mountain range and forest are my territory. Right. Cool. So since Gwen is fanboying all over you, do you have some bullshit past life story too? <laughs> no. Okay. I just want to be clear on everything. He, I'm going to be over here next to this tree. He, he takes the book and opens it up to, the, to sort of the inside of the first front cover and just inks his name in. Closes Thank you very it, much. Turns it back. Was that literally the only thing you came out here for? <laughs> no, that was that was more a impulse of the moment. Um, we're looking. We're trying to find further information on an ancient red dragon one affiliated with, and he would describe the sort of mountain range wyverns, whole shebang, territory-esque environment. That certainly sounds like a dragon of the dragon peaks to the south. There are two red dragons there. Uh, Both fairly ancient. Both fairly isolated as well. Is there anything more that you can give me detail-wise? Perhaps the reason for your hunt? And he will explain the uh, Dragon Queen's tongue uh, in the petrified fist in the horde. Ruby Goldlin laid chain whip with a dragon sitting on top of it because there's a big treasure pile. That sort of thing. Ah... So you're looking for an ancient red dragon that likes to turn their prey into statues and add them to their treasure hoard. That mm-hmm. is more specific. <laughs> that would be Panoth. Furiously scribbling things down in his notebook. height. <laughs> Panoth is a collector of sorts, even more so than most of her kind. Uh, Red dragons are notorious for being hoarders. They like to collect and gather things that are shiny. Pinoth will gather literally anything, including prey and people. She has a collection. If you survive the encounter, she has a collection of what she refers to as art Artisanal cattle that she prefers to dine on. I'm not quite certain what that word means when applied to cattle, but I'm sure you could ask her. <laughs> Pretentious. I, That's what it means. Oh I my only, god, it's an ancient hipster dragon. I only halfway understand the artisanal term in most common. I don't understand it at all. What does this word mean? Why is everyone reacting to this word I don't understand? Is Some, it 
It is a kind of monster? No. no. It's a means of production. It's Very trying to specialize. It's trying to say that I make the coolest people statues. <laughs> <laughs> a pride exceeds so, that of you... most other red dragons, as does her vanity. I made it with my own hand. It's not it's not store-bought <laughs> people statue. looks really confused. I thought red dragons were the fire dragons. I mean, sure. Okay, short version of it. Are we killing this? This, this, this. Penarth? Penant. Maybe. I wouldn't be surprised if it comes to that. Collectors generally aren't merchants. They generally like to accumulate. They probably don't want to trade or any sort of other thing. Unless I'm very much mistaken, Max and Devilus. <laughs> no, you are quite correct. In that case, I respond, I wouldn't be surprised if I'm interested. <laughs> Um, but I know what we're going for, so let's, yeah, works for me. Do you know anything about the wyverns that apparently haunt the area? Are they, would you assume they're affiliated? The dragon peaks, the, the dragons of the dragon peaks tend to have barbarian tribes that serve them. And amongst those barbarian tribes, they bequeath wyverns that have been gifted with attributes of those dragons. <clears throat> he looks over at Gashkar. You have one of the barbarians from that land with you, I would assume you would know that much. Uh, the wyverns you saw, likely, were hers. Yes, that was, that was our working theory. <laughs> Good to know. If you wish to know specific locations, that would be a question more attainable for one of those dragons within the peaks. I assume you know at least one, he says, looking at Gashkar again. Yes. Those dragons are more aware of their ter territory than any other. I tend to stay away. As you may have noticed from reading my book, I find the social obligations we tend to have towards one another tiresome. Understandable. So do you want to go have a conversation with Istanif Dodd then, Quinferon? That would seem to be our wisest next step. Of course, we'll have to find Hope and Corbin before we head out. But, Max and Dentalus, I appreciate your wisdom in this matter. You've made our path much clearer. You're welcome. Is there anything else? No, I think we have an appointment in core tomorrow morning. We should probably be headed that way. The uh, human form of Maxandantilus rapidly returns to its large, massive, draconic form, reaches over, picks up the body of that wyvern with one claw, 
a massive beat of reptilian wings lifts both Max and Dantlis and the wyvern from the ground, and he turns to fly off back towards the mountains. Can I make an insight check on how smart is it to spend the night in this dragon's territory? Sure. That's a 14. Um... Max and Dentless does, n- does not seem to care about smaller beings such as yourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he killed the wyvern that was presumably trying to set up territory in his territory. Right. Um, so you're pretty certain it'll be as safe as staying in any other uh, wilderness area, so long as you aren't a dragon or significantly sized creature trying to claim his territory. Okay. All right. So we're all fine. It's just the wyvern we have to be concerned about. So long as Ice Pelt doesn't start marking things, you'll be fine. (laughs) Good. Well, as long as we don't... Alter the environment too much or leave too much sign behind. We can either spend the night here or we can head back towards core. And I mean, we can fly, we could just head back to core. Why do we need to head back to core? We'll have to get Hope and Corbin before we go to the Dragon Peaks to talk to a Stan of Dodd. Hmm? We're not going to leave them behind while we go to a different continent, Lulu. I'm not saying we should. I'm just saying that... Hmm. She looks like she's parsing words. It's... You say you do things differently, and that's fine. And it's a little weird that you're keeping around the previous alpha and her mate but that's fine my question is if they're gonna come if civilization murder civilization murder isn't perfectly tied up with a bow that is preferable to hope that will probably be a discussion so shouldn't you say like Instead, just send a message and say, if you're still with us, if you're coming, come here and we'll meet instead of having that fight. To an extent, from my side of things, Lulu, um, Hope and Corbin... If we parallel what we're doing to a hunt, I have seen far enough down the trail to realize to to read the signs that in order to succeed at what we're hunting, succeed at catching and killing it as quickly and safely as possible, having Hope and Corbin along makes that more likely to go well. Over at the tree, doesn't say anything. But when he says sees has seen far enough ahead, she just goes like behind Gwen's back. <laughs> For those listening at home, air quotes. That's the air quote. <laughs> yes. Um, Lulu will. Uh, 
<sighs> okay, but you you sometimes get caught up in that, Gwen. So I don't think I'm wrong in saying that Hope's not going to leave. Probably not. Then what are we doing if and when that becomes an issue if we absolutely need them? If it comes down to it... Carrie reaches into her backpack and pulls out a length of rope. And Hope and Corbin... In your mind, I like that plan, but I think he'd get angry. And Hope and Corbin are not willing to come along, and we absolutely must leave. This may be one of those times that the hunt is more important than the pack, and we will have to go by ourselves and do our best. So... The reason I suggest, instead of having that fight, giving them the space to make that decision is because that gives them the agency to decide that they're coming with us. And with that comes that they won't feel bitter about it. If you fight and argue and you're smarter than them, you'll win. Even if they come right now, they'll be anxious and bitter about that and looking to get back to something else. And if they're not going to go, neither of these options will ch- will be different. That's fair. So we give them maybe more than just the morning. Maybe we give them half the day and we say, we know where we're headed next. It's here. We'd love to have you. This is when and where we're headed out from. And we give them the power to decide the importance of pack to them. All right. Because it's so much scarier if they turn back halfway through. Or the third option being we see how much progress they've made towards allowing the murder to be solved. And if that's something that we can resolve quickly, we could do that and get going. I don't feel like helping those people anymore, and they don't feel like having help. So why is that part of this anymore? Did you al- did you not already see your leadership? Sorry. Your input is valued, and I understand that you dislike civilization, and I understand that you especially dislike Corbett. But the option of the most optimal option, from what I can understand, is to have everyone leave under the same banner. And if it takes a small investment of time to ensure that is done, I'd rather do that than have the risk of splitting us up and. Believe me, I work with dragons. Any small number of people dealing with a dragon is a bad idea. I'd like to have it be the least bad idea. I... Because four people to a dragon are a light snack. I don't agree with part of that. And 
you know that the part of that I don't agree with is I don't get it. You tell me we're not going to interfere. We're not going to help them. We're going to walk away for a little bit and let them do it themselves. And then we're assuming that a small investment of our time will have an impact on the thing we're not helping with. Situations change. Change is a fact of life. In this regard, a small investment is in the grander scheme. It's going to take a long time to deal with dragons and potentially plan to fight dragons if we need to. Taking a day or two to solve a mystery is not a long investment of time in comparison. If... So we are getting involved and solving this murder. We're not just waiting for it to solve itself. If the situation allows it, then yes. If it doesn't, then there's nothing we can do and we need to get moving anyway. And then we will have- Why don't we give it two days instead of one day? And during that time, we'll keep an ear out. That seems like a wise compromise. Um, Here's what I would like to do building off of your initial idea, Lulu. I'll contact Hope, let her know that we are, unless something drastic changes, we are planning to leave for the Dragon Peaks and seek out uh, Panarth after talking to Estavan of Dodd in two days. We would love to have them come along and let her know where she can meet us if they decide to. I'm also going to offer that if within those two days before we leave, things on their end change significantly and they find that they need our help or even would just like our help and think we could assist, we will be willing to come back and give them a hand but we would like but we would still like to be leaving in two days that's our soft limit and then see what they say from there it's a hard limit hope won't take it seriously but whatever you think is best okay that's fair no that's that is a that's that's a perfectly reasonable perspective um and while you all were in the cave, just so you're all aware, I did make a slight extra planar guy. I talked to a very smart entity who says that it's more likely the Rangers will be able to solve the mystery if we get involved. I was unfortunately not specific enough to figure out which of the we that meant. So it might just be Hope and Corbin need to stay here and investigate and we need to go do elsewhere. Or it may be that if they're going to solve this murder, all of us should go back. I don't know. Was this the very smart entity in your head, in your stick, or somewhere else? I just Somewhere wondered. else, actually. So I was uh, right. But they didn't like it. So we're exactly where we were. You were right. You just 
approached it a little too abruptly and possibly not in the most socially acceptable manner, which caused there to be negative consequences because of how the system is set up. But takeaway, absolutely, you were right. They will do better if we help, whoever the we is. But it's at least one, if not all six of us. It's a shame they won't agree to that. Okay, can are we going back into the... T- I thought you wanted to not be in the town, don't you? I would like to not be in the town, yes. Which is why we're going to spend two days out here, unless we get a call, if that sounds all right to everybody. Oh, sure. oh I was going to ask about later. I'll figure that out. Okay. Short of, mm, yeah, I suppose I'm fine with out here. The problem is out here because apparently this is, this is a big scaly fucker's territory. There's probably a not, not a lot for me to kill, so I'm gonna get bored. Um, I see, but that's fine. I will suffer for is, for your guys's convenience. So I walked part of the way here. Most of it was through the farewell, but there's a lot of around. There's a lot of around. Not all of it is the mountain range. We could head to a different part of around here. <laughs> is that going to take two, more than two days, though? I think we can... To get there and get back? John, correct me if I'm wrong. I think just walking equidistant from the city in a different direction would take us out of Max's territory. Yeah, Max, Max's territory, if you look at the map, for uh, the southern portion. There's a the mountain map. range on one side of core, yeah, right? So the area, basically Max's territory is um, this area down here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a little yeah, bit further south. Uh-huh. Um, if you guys were just, like literally just to go out this way, you'd be out of his yeah. territory. Okay. I just, uh, I figured that I'm not clear on the scale of this map yes so it's it's a little unclear but it is fine yeah the point is the other side of the capital is not in his territory so we could be the same sort of out here yeah okay and i'm not asking you to run another combat for us well well poor cody and and mara have to wait for that i'm just also I'm still like dying, so let's not run another Harry's combat. Harry's gonna find smaller shit to kill. So the the pertinent question right now for me is: When are you sending a message to Hope or Corbin? Hope. Okay. What is the message that you are sending? I am composing that as we speak because okay. I am limited okay. to twenty five words. Aside from that, <laughs> you aside, don't want to gesture it. Aside, <laughs> aside from no. that, aside from that, are you guys? Moving away and taking a long rest. Are you bunkering down for the night? What do you guys? I mean, at some point, a long rest will happen. Yeah. Gwyn's Gwyn still has a casting of the gallery left, so basically, that's his default plan. Unless these guys come up with something better or different. Yeah. If if Harry has expressed an interest, Lulu will navigate us out of Max's territory for Gwyn to set up the gallery. But other than that, so you guys move out of Max's territory, out into the grasslands outside the forest. Um, set up the gallery, 
Harry goes out to hunt things. You guys rest. Everyone go ahead and go ahead, go ahead and the, the four of you go ahead and get a long rest. Um, and Lulu, you'll need to make a constitution saving yes. throw. Um, I'm going to make the constitution saving throw for the morning. And Corbin's not here to help me like he promised to. So that's fine. <laughs> I can just do that. Wasn't, that wasn't exactly Corbin's fault, though. No, no, it's no one's fault. It's just like. I, I no longer have any bonuses. 14 on the waking up save. Okay, let me pull up the character again. Um, I'm not restoring my hit points quite yet because I assume they're going down again. Um, What'd you roll? I rolled a 14 on the save just for waking up. Yep, so you take another... You take another eight points of damage, and your hip your hip maximum is reduced by further eight. Okay. Um. That would be a shitty roll for four d six, but that's a good thing. Uh, Yes. Yeah. I. All right. Um. Do you wake up feeling worse? Yeah. So my plan is to um, continue doing the thing I was doing, but we can save that for after. Waiting. So now we're just waiting for Jack to figure out his numerics of typing. All right. I'm typing it in chat, but it is going to say I'm going, I'm casting sending to hope, which means she will be able to respond. Mm -hmm. Um, we will leave for the dragon in two days. If you need any help at all, call us. Meet us south of Core if coming. So, Hope, you and Corbin have gone to get food or whatever your plans were after meeting Tithian um, before turning in for the night when you get this message. What time of day is it? Is it's, it night by this nighttime. point? Yeah, it's okay. this point. All right. <sighs> You coward! Come back and meet me in the center of town. I'm gonna give like a landmark name, like a statue. The, the yeah, there's that open field that the uh, where the big tree where the angel was having uh, duels with people yeah. until the war mm-hmm. happened. And that's that's yeah. All right, you get that hmm. back when. I've had my long rest, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, did you send that before resting or after? Uh, well, oh, the original sending happened before resting. So you haven't had it yet. Okay. Mm-hmm. You will, uh, unless you unless you want to respond to that after you have a long rest, in which case you will. Um, I'll cast one more sending back then. Tomorrow at dawn. Good. So, everyone gets a long rest all around. As you eventually go to sleep, you'd recall that Tithian had told you he would get back to you in the morning. Hope mm-hmm. Corbin. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so, I'm going to need to make a lot of rolls, unfortunately, okay, to so, bring into the poison. Alright. Um, we've gone through this before, but my 
amplified blood curse. Let you make the constitution saving throw again. Yeah. So essentially I can make four of the con saves. Okay. Does that sound right to you? Yeah. Yes, this is gonna be a great day. Uh, <laughs> Holy if he has any saving throw enhancing abilities today. Me? Uh Gwyn? Yes. The person who has magic and is also near me. Okay. Um he will kind of <sighs> But none of you are clerics to have enhanced ability. <laughs> Why is the best spell? One of the best spells. Clerics get all of the best spells. All right. Um, I have one. And honestly, I probably won't need this today. So, yes, absolutely. No, no. It's a big deal thing. I can do it myself. No, no. This... I assume you've expressed to Gwyn that you are feeling terrible still, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Even without no, expressing, pretty obvious. Right, yeah. Still dying. Even of without crazy. expressing, Lulu. Lulu. Yeah. Like no. Lulu. is pale. The flesh is sunken in. The like eyes are like completely ringed with dark bags. It yeah. looks like yeah. Lulu is dying. The hair has gotten gone from ratty to actively. Sick. I imagine Lulu yeah. wakes up to a hairy sort of period of. Are you dead yet? I think it's going to take a few weeks. Okay. Um, and Gwyn will tap Lulu on the forehead, foresight. Okay. You, have foresight. you now have literally advantage on everything, pretty much, for the next eight hours. <laughs> Is attack rolls, ability checks, saving throws. Other creatures have disadvantage on attack rolls against you for the next eight hours. Okay. If you can put that in chat, that would be awesome. Yes, I can. This will come up, but I'm going to make four con saves with advantage just because I feel like that's simpler than doing it one at a time. And I'll then... I mean, it's a one-minute forehead boop, but still. (laughs) (laughs) You don't need to make the second two. Okay. Okay. So I'm only taking the damage twice. That's why I rolled yes. four times yes. to see how long, how much damage I did to myself. Well, so you managed to, so focusing for a while, you managed to bleed out, basically force out this poison in your system. And you, uh, you guys watch as Lulu uh, cuts herself twice and then just sort of vomits out this bloody gunky mess but the mess is not red like normal blood would be it's almost as if uh lulu has i don't know if any of you are familiar with bone powder and what bone powder looks like in its Uh normal state Uh sort of if if bone powder had the consistency of grits and (laughs) and the colorization of tar Oh, uh-huh. that's uh-huh. what exude. That's what Lulu just pukes out all over the floor. And Lulu, you feel much better now as your hit point maximum returns to normal. Told you I'd fix it. Nicely done. Well, it is a it is a very good thing. Can I just say that you did this inside the temporary about to vanish? <laughs> Speaking no, of it, which, building. she just leaves, just gets stuck in the floor's floor. Then, 
no, when when the gallery goes yeah, away, anything inside leave. gets shunted back into the room. Forcibly. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. But it won't yeah. be in the gallery next time we cast it is the main thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you get to make that determination for yourself, don't you? And well, technically I do, yes. As as you are <laughs> you decide to have it show up. As as you're having as you are sort of reacting to this, it very rapidly dries out and then disintegrates. That was somehow even grosser than when it came out of you. Yeah, it was zombie magic curses of death typically don't look great. You're not wrong. And the ones that look great are even scarier. So let me tell you, there was this time I was wandering through. I I was traveling as I do. Before this discussion proceeds much further, Harry, uh, I have an appointment back in core. I will see the rest of you this evening. I told you this was a bad idea. Yes, but we did have the whole, if you need help, call, and she called. So I'm going to be charitable and assume she needs help. Okay. You're assuming. I am assuming, yes. Do you want me to go with you? Not this time. Yeah. Uh, If she wants someone specific, she should have said it. She did indicate me specifically. Okay. Then. All right. I will avenge you brutally. I appreciate that. I very much appreciate that. I will call if anything goes wrong or I need help. Sounds good. So have you ever seen a teleport? Boom. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile. I mean, I step outside and then teleport. Boom. (laughs) Teleport. Explode because you're in. Right. Yeah. Um, (laughs) uh, Meanwhile. Corwin and Hope, you guys wake up, and there is a note attached to the door. Pop it and hand it to Hope. Look at it. Uh, from it's from Tithian. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hi, Captain Lorian has requested your presence at the Cornite Rangers guard barracks at a time that is very shortly after dawn. Okay. Uh, what time is it right now? Dawn. Uh, it's a little before dawn, yeah. You got about okay. you got about an hour. You got about an hour before dawn, and then this is about thirty minutes after that. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, there. Okay. See, the city of Cora has my works approach to s- scheduling meetings. <laughs> <laughs> Let's tell you, twenty minutes before to be at a meeting, forty-five minutes away. <laughs> we can make it. Let's go. Yeah, let's at go. dawn. Head out. Yep, we'll head to the place where meeting. So, Gwenfron and Hope and uh-huh. Corbin, the three of you eventually converge at the sort of park tree area. Not Gwent, because I did not, I was not intending to go toward. Wait, let's you, see. You, you, told Gwen, the... you told Gwen to meet you at that place at dawn. Yeah. Did I say dawn? Yeah, you yes, did. you said dawn. You did. I don't remember saying dawn. No, okay. I said tomorrow at dawn, and you said sure. Oh, good. You said sure. Good. So not having the, having that conversation separate from this. I don't want you there. <laughs> Sorry. All right, so you're skipping that, going straight to the high cap. Yes. Okay. Right. Yeah. So Gwynferon, you arrive at that tree. Okay. And nothing. Nothing. 
scrying. Uh, okay. I want hope. Hope, give me a wisdom saving throw. Okay. Uh, is it intelligence, I think? No, it's a wis- scrying is a wisdom saving throw. Scrying is wisdom. Never mind. Natural 20. Point for on, you cannot, you, for whatever reason, you can't hook on to hope. Okay, well, I'm going to find the nearest food truck and have some breakfast and wait. Right. So, Hope and Corbin. Yep. You arrive at the rangers, at the uh, ranger uh, guard barracks. Uh, there is a person at the counter when you walk in mm-hmm. doing paperwork. Present the note. We have a meeting. With hi, Captain. Look at the note. Look back up at you. Yeah, uh, go upstairs. It points out down the hallway. Go up the stairs. Um, take a little immediate left. First office on your right. Thank you. Head down. Follow directions. <laughs> down hallway. Upstairs. Take a left on the right. Uh, yep. There's a door that has the sigil for High Captain Lorian on it, and it is unlocked. How much do you think that plaque cost? More than I made at this time last year. So yeah, that's true. You open the door. Yep. You open the door. Inside, uh, High Captain Lorian is sitting at a desk, going over paperwork. Next to him is uh, Ranger Captain uh, uh, Ranger Captain Jericho, uh, whom you had met previously. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lorian looks up at you. Uh, he is wearing his full armor, the wolf, so the wolf uh, uh, em- uh, emblazoned regalia that he normally wears. Uh, Looks over you. Please come in. Sit down. Thanks. Close. Door. Yeah. Door behind you. Sit down. So, Tithian said you wanted to have a meeting. Yes. I understand this is probably about the reason why I was having a conversation with Jericho until you arrived. He says, indicating the blonde haired captain who just. Holds up a hand and gives you the most sarcastic little wave you can possibly get with that little amount of movement. I hate him so much. Okay. He is a piece of trash. I nod in acknowledgement, like, yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> it's impressive the l- amount of sarcasm guy. he could put in that wave. Anyways, I absolutely um, love this guy. <laughs> so, first of all, I want to make this clear that we're not in the habit of rewarding people who butt their noses into investigations where they're not asked. However, turns out that what we have uncovered from this particular investigation would have had us requesting assistance from the Adventurers Guild. And since we have a group of ready and willing adventurers, we figured... Why the hell not? Go ahead and throw you guys to the likely danger that we're going to be throwing an adventuring group to. A, uh... Sorry, I couldn't hear that response. What was it? Splendid. Oh. Be careful what you wish for. What have you found out so far? The person that uh, ransacked and murdered uh, through the shrine of the Eternal Flame on the docks uh, appears to have mo- have been some form of chimera. 
uh, of a humanoid nature. Reports that we've been able to gather from the physical evidence left behind, as well as the uh, magical evidence that we were able to determine. It seems to be some sort of humanoid that has attached monstrous body parts to themselves in a variety of ways. The physical strength displayed seems like this individual at the very least had the strength of a troll, which they and apparently the appetite as well which they used to rip apart several members of the shrine they also appear to have some form of extra planner blinking ability which they used to escape unnoticed we're able to track the breaching in and out of the planner boundary thanks to uh, several of our rangers particular sets of skills to a location outside the city our normal tactic here would by uh, would be to enlist the aid of the temp- of the Sunder Templar or a group of a group of competent adventurers from the Adventurers Guild to send into the location to try to keep it, the suspect from fleeing any further, and then capture or kill as needed. So it just went in and murdered everybody. There was otherwise yet. That will require the body or the person. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the a lot of the paperwork and journals left behind were destroyed in fire. We're also not one hundred percent certain what the full extent of modification this individual has gone under. Uh, we they have some sort of ability to blink through uh, blink through planar dimensions. They have definitively the power and hunger of a troll. What other abilities they might have, we have no idea. How does somebody even get a troll arm? Correct me if I'm wrong, Jam, but I still remember like what was available at the shop, right? You have I don't remember. Ideas, not no specifics. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> Sounds familiar. I don't know. Yeah, yeah it's, it, it would that would be the feeling you would get. It would be like some like you know there's something somewhere that could do this, but you're not sure what or why or how. Well, did, and I'm trying to remember all of the because I I did not take notes during that part. Um, <laughs> did. Didn't Chakran Jericho say something about uh, stuff was missing from the temple? Am I misremembering that? Um, the individual had left without walking out, sort of teleported out, was what Jericho had said. I don't know if he said okay. about items missing from the temple. Okay. I thought I heard that. Never mind. Okay. I don't remember yeah. if he did. Yeah. Uh, would somebody that's lived there would we we'd be able to go into the temple and then maybe hope would be able to tell you if anything was any items were missing maybe that might help well the thing we would be hiring you for specifically would be hunting down and capturing or eliminating the culprit once that's done certainly you could go through the temple once we've once we've managed to clear out some more of the debris and bodies can i it there may be clues that you have not noticed because you are not familiar with the area. May I go in and see? Jericho just sort of looks at you, tilts his head. 
Not being familiar with an area does not make you blind. Does not reduce somebody's ability to investigate. Presumably being adventurers, you've gone into places that you weren't familiar with before and managed to navigate your way around and find information. Yeah, it was a lot easier if I knew where we were, if I was familiar with it, though. That's why we have a diviner with us. Cool. We know where the guy is. We know where we want to send you to deal with him. If you don't want to deal with him, that's fine. We can get the Sunder Templars or another group of adventurers to do it. Just figured we'd give you first crack. No, we'll do it, but I thought you'd want to have your adventurers that you're sending in be a little more prepared than going in to a den of something. How exactly would you be more prepared? By seeing if there is anything extra. Make me a persuasion check. Yeah. Nope. It's a nine. Hey, he's an asshole. He probably doesn't have a great wisdom modifier. He is an asshole. He's also a ranger. Okay, yes. He's just still a bad one. I can still hear Wait, Jack laughing. John Godmarkle is character. No, I can't really, but... Well, when he rolls a one, it doesn't matter. <laughs> His dickishness yeah. shines through. This is a sarcastic yes. He sort of looks over at Lorian. I really don't care. Lorian looks back up at him with this sort of... Fine. But whatever. If you guys want to go look at the... If you guys want to go look at the crime scene, you can go look at the crime scene. Please do not destroy the crime scene or move any bodies out of it. We currently have priests in there trying to preserve the bodies so that they can be buried later. So I like the idea in my sure head. that we get all the body parts that are missing, if there are, able to get back. I like the idea in my head that he was like, yeah, sure, why not? And <laughs> then he was like, all right, there you go. And he's like, no, no, wait. He's like, no, no, he already gave his approval. Let's go. <laughs> Yeah, get out of there before he realizes he's being stupid. Uh, reaches into his desk, pulls out a piece of paper, uh, writes something down really quick on it, rolls it up, and, sta- and reaches over to grabs a seal and some permanently melting wax, grabs it, affixes a seal to the scroll, hands it over to Hope. There. That'll get you into the crime scene. Thanks. When did you want notification of when we're going in to what yeah that'd be nice okay just let us know if you if you find something you think is worthwhile let us know let us know when you're going in uh and we'll be here when you get back good i have to talk to some people first thanks for giving us first crack so you guys head back out door closes behind you All right. So okay. Gwen, so Gwen's in the city. 
Yeah, no, I I talked to him and I need to talk to him. Um, don't know if you want to be there. Planning on yeah. yelling at him a lot. It's going to be good. Yeah. Uh, I'm gone. Okay. Can you take this? I don't want to crush it. Yeah. And I'm already like, just, it's <laughs> already take, wrinkled. I take the note and I put okay. it in one of my various pouches. <sighs> Urban kind stops of, on the kind, way. Of, kind of flatten it out a little bit. <laughs> As you walk out of the guard barracks, you once again pass by that giant goat. Weird. Which is currently grazing on a tree. This is good. Yeah. So you head back to the location that you told Gwynfron to meet you at? Yep. You get there, Gwynfron's not there. Okay. Gwynfron, you found like a food truck? Uh Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, like, yeah, all of 15 minutes of a food truck and then walked back to the spot and waited. Important Mm -hmm. question. What are the breakfast burritos in core like? They're delicious. They're they're pretty they're I mean, pretty damn so. tasty if you know where to go. Yeah, it depends on where you go, obviously. Right. Yeah. I mean, who knows where all the best Food ones are? By the city center are not the best ones. No, no, no. You have to find yeah. a food truck that wanders around the the outside of the city, so it's a bit of a walk to try and find the find moving. Yeah. Kind of up Sorry about the noise. I broke my desk. Oh no. <laughs> oh shit. It'll hopefully not drop anything until the game's over. It's fine. Huzzah. Uh, it's just, it's, it's basically just, it's like this, what you found, Gwen, is basically a cart, like a, like a, mm-hmm. an, an ox-drawn cart um, that has a small, like, magical kitchen dinette set, like, on the back of it. Yes. So it just rolls around and people, like, walk up to it and it hands off food and it just keeps rolling around the city. There we go. Mm-hmm. Magical cooking to make life easier. Anyways. He gets an omelet on a sandwich. Obviously. So yeah. by the time you guys get there, Hope and Corbin Gwynfraud is walking back up with food. Yep. Arms oh, crossed. you're finally here. Yep. We had a meeting. Was it with Tithian by chance? Or did you already talk to him? We talked to him last night. We... <laughs> do, you, do you want to tell him or should I? Go for or... it. Are you going to just... Okay, yeah. We got a meeting with Lorian. He's mm-hmm. giving his first crack. They figured out what it is. They want us to take care of it. Hmm. Just the three of us, or do you want everybody else? Hmm. No, we'll see. We'll see, because currently, I don't want to go anywhere with you. Okay. Because you lied to me. You'll have to refresh my memory. Mm-hmm. When you first showed up, you were like, oh, no, it's okay that I spied on you and used magic to figure out what was going on with to stalk this group and then decided that, oh, it's okay because I have a code that says I won't mess with people when they have their, have decided on their own destiny. And then yesterday, you did that so did, did the same thing that selena kept doing which was using magic when i can't stop it from happening to keep 
stop to to prevent me from trying to do things trying to make things better you're not making things better you rarely make things better i'm trying though and that's better than you mr oh no we're we don't need to solve this murder that's happening here in this city we're just gonna go and find a magical artifact that one of us wants because it's cool no we're going to find a magical artifact that one of us wants because it's going to help us actually put this world back together which i'm sorry is something of a higher rating than a couple of dead people in a temple not that that's not significant but there are levels of priority. That's my perspective. I completely understand if you don't share that. And we save a world and we make a world that sucks still. Who says who? Hmm? Says all those dead people in the temple, says everyone who used to go to that temple. Oh, so you're not going to be happy with the world unless it's an absolute paradise for literally every living being? No! then stop making arguments where that's the logical conclusion. Hope. Gwen, Gwen. We're here not be important. to help. What do you need my help with? I need to solve this. Okay. What do we still need to know then? Well, I'm going to go to the crime scene okay. and see if there is anything else that they missed that they didn't notice. And Very then wise. we're going to go to this. There's a hideout outside of the city where this thing has holed up. It's a chimera of some sort. So. Mm. Congrats right. on glad it's it's exciting we'll see to stop it well, and hopefully it's just what they think it is which is a monster that has gone off and decided to destroy a temple and hopefully it's not something worse hopefully yes do you want me to come with you to the crime scene Fine. Lead on then. This way. I'll lead the way. Okay. So while the three of you are making your way down to the docks, yep. the three of you outside, Gashgar, yep. Harry, Lulu, what's your three up to? We want to kill more things. Do we want to go into the city and get an exposition spell for, for Harry, so Harry believes it's about reincarnation. I'm just happy to be not miserable anymore. And also, well, then I feel like going into the city is a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely hate the city. Yes, I'm also not dying anymore, so I'm in a significantly better mood. Well, that's good. That is that that is fair. Um, I mean, 
Look, you put something in front of me that needs kill, and I'm gonna kill it. Um, I don't know. I don't. I need to go I'm for a swim. Huh? I need to go for a swim. Um, I haven't had a swim for a while. <sighs> don't. Is there an ocean that I'm not aware of that's like? There's a giant lake different. on the other side of the city. Oh. Yeah, I thought that was a ways away. I thought there's that was a, yeah. So you can actually circle around the wall if you wanted. Um, there is access. There's a lake where the docks are that oh. opens out underneath a uh, an arch in the mountain that opens out to the actual sea proper. For some reason, I thought that was by Corbin's temple inland. Never mind. <laughs> okay. I mean. If you want to come along, you can. I was just going to fly there. I can take both of you with me if you want. Yeah. Are you going to be killing things or just swimming, swimming? I mean, if something comes up to try and bite me, I'll kill it. But I am, I come from a group of seafaring raiders and I haven't seen the sea in months. It's a lake next to a ginormous fucking... Yeah, it's a lake next to a ginormous fucking city. Yeah. I'm assuming if there's anything that's going to kill people in there, the Cornet Rangers have probably already killed it. You so, never know. Supposedly, supposedly it connects to the ocean. New things can so, come. Go further out. I do not like wet fur, Harry. What do you want to do? <sighs> I don't know. I uh, I've been standing in one place for five minutes, and I'm already bored. So you must be fun at parties. Hmm? Thank you. <laughs> that we were planning on doing previously. Huh? I asked the GM if I'm forgetting like a plot point or something by any chance. Nope, not yet. Not okay. Do you guys just there was a plot point from episode. Two yes. <laughs> They have a plot point from fifty thousand years ago. Oh, okay. did, did you so want to go hunting? Two, none of us would remember. Yeah. In character, um. No, it's fine. Um. Yeah, he'll, uh, so. Uh, Harry just starts walking in a direction. Picks right. direction and just starts walking. All right. Ice Pelt, let's go for a swim. So, Gashkar and Ice Pelt head to the water. Harry walks off. Lulu, you follow Harry? Did it seem like Harry wanted to be alone? No, just... Okay. I've been standing in one place for too long. I guess we're going to murder things. Maybe. All right. So I got a question then. Yeah? Who are you supposedly? Um... They were never very specific about that, but the girl, the Eshkill's girlfriend, not not Gashkar, that's Gwyn's girlfriend. Um, Eshkill's girlfriend gave him a magic ring and the same person called me Lavis. So... That doesn't even sound like a real name. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean yeah. I 
don't have a I don't disagree but so did I ever tell you how I met Gwen no no I'm from a land down under of God <laughs> I'm Fuck glad you. it wasn't me. Was so <laughs> we were all thinking it. <laughs> and the wild and stupid small towns that we pillage. Um, right. My guardian spirit, the one who watches over and makes my pack what we are, you've okay. seen that a few times, yeah. is a great wolf. That's name is in my bio. Emerock. That's Thank a, you. That, He's a great wolf named That's Emerock. a big wolf I tried to fight, right? Yeah. 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 He I want to rematch at some point. Um I mean I wouldn't kill him. No. I don't you, kill everybody you I wouldn't find. wouldn't even be able to touch him if he didn't want you to. But like <laughs> Anyways, anyway. I can't arrange that one way or the other. Um, it's fine, regardless. That's, uh, yeah, Amarok is an ancient and powerful spirit of the fundamental nature of the world. Okay. And Gwen, who had never met me, didn't know me, didn't know any of us, reached out, contacted him, and I don't know exactly what they talked about, but I know that Amarok was convinced that I should go and I should follow Gwen. And I know that Gashkar, well, dragons are dragons, but Gashkar had a similar experience with her dragon being convinced that Gwen knew things and was a, it made sense. And there was also some deals. Um, and the rest of them, including the fire lady you never met, had been doing things, and Gwyn knew about those things and knew how those things would relate to the rest of the world being the rest of the world. <clears throat> I'm a little confused about that part, but I think you get that part. Um, before he met them and was familiar and intimate enough to make them angry. Right. Gwyn's magic can see through time and and if he can convince creatures of great and fundamental power of the truth of his statements, I don't think I think you've noticed he's not great at lying or even see? telling the truth. All right. <laughs> yes. So Here's the thing, though. Here is the thing. If you wanted to be a really... If you wanted to sell a really, really good con and you had just enough magic to back it up, you know the easiest way to do that? Pretend you're a really bad liar when it doesn't count. Okay. So you gotta think... You gotta think in circles beyond... Oh my god. You know better how to think smart people things, but 
I didn't ever learn that. So instead I learned nature, my nature, the nature around us. And <laughs> I can feel those connections and I've been in Gwen's mind, which is why I want to find something that convinces you. I think they, they never explain things to me because I won't get them anyways. But I think that the way to do that and I was kind of thinking about how we could do a teleportation day trip, but, but I don't know how much money I have, and I don't know how much teleportation day trips cost, would be to go to the place with the God King, because apparently that's the place where people remember their past lives. So you're saying that it's a place where just hallucinogens are rampant? I mean, we have an ASMR who made a fundamental contract with that at God to silence her other God because she's also a revenant, but then I think maybe broke that deal to become her own God. It was never really clear. There are right. definitely gods involved. That definitely doesn't sound like a place where you take hallucinogens. I know what drugs I take, and I'm immune to a lot of them. <laughs> I know just when I'm, saying, yeah, yeah, I, I, no, it's. No, I get what you're saying, and yeah, uh, I mean, no, but sure, I'm, I'm willing to go along with you down this particular road of thought. Um, as okay. a thought experiment. Here's the question. Why Why would he have told me that you were from that timeline and not you? Because it sounds more cre it sounds more credible and less like manipulation if you say it. Also, why are so many other people who are powerful magic users that know things about world structure, including the koala, backing him up? It was a koala, right? Yeah. No, no, it's sloth. 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 Though I do sloth. like the idea that Lulu doesn't know the difference between a sloth and a koala. Well, would either of them have been things I'd encountered in the... Probably not. No. Not Unlikely. <laughs> it's very in character that you said koala. Okay. Including the koala. Sloth. Right. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> At some point, the big conspiracy makes less sense than the person who feels honest and acts honest and has a unconvincing soul being a liar about this but nothing else. You're not wrong. We're just not at that particular fork in the road yet. Um... And I, uh, okay, between you and me, Gwen's a pretty, pretty personable guy. And I'm not saying that I dislike him or, you know, I'm going to behead him in his sleep or anything. 
Not that I would anyways, that's not important, but you're, you get the point. Mm-hmm. I haven't trusted a single word that's come out of that fucker's mouth since I met him. That seems yeah. to be most people's reaction. Um, really bad at people. And yet here you all are. Yes, because you're giving, you're giving her things to kill. <laughs> like i i feel like usually with people like this as, as as near as i can tell they usually have to create this grand grand story in order to make people feel really important and bring them along on whatever whatever thing that they need these people for and the funny part about it is I'm along for the ride anyways because we get to go into a cat tower and kill impossible things. So... Okay. I'm good with it either way. I'm just saying... uh, I'm not exactly, you know... I'm not buying what he's selling yet. Fair Especially since he hasn't sold it to me. He told you and apparently said he was going to tell me, but never did, which is suspect. He said that he needed to wait for the right time because uh, he's... Yeah, that sounds like bullshit to me. Yeah, that part was definitely bullshit. See? Um, so that's fair. The reason I tell you is because I don't get a lot of the cosmic stuff. I get what it feels like, but not what it means. Right. So it was important for you to know before it mattered if it's true. If it's not true, then that's great for you and I guess great for all of us, but not really great for all of us, but uh, because I get the sense that some of this is based on an understanding of what the tower is that's related to all of that. But if it is important for you to know and understand it, I want you to believe it and not make a mistake because you don't that fucks over everyone. Those are words that make sense. No, no, that makes sense. I, I'm, uh, I'm down with what you're saying. However, let me counter with: What if believing it causes me to make a mistake that fucks up everything? <laughs> so you know how Gashkar was being confusing and doing the talk circles earlier yesterday? <laughs> yeah, and I'm not trying to do it. That's what's fucked up about this whole thing. Neither is she. That's fair. So I'm going to find something that'll give you proof, intellectual proof as opposed to emotional proof. Because emotional proof is what I need, and I think what Gashkar needs. But I don't think that's what you want. I mean, I don't feel like there's been that either. But either way, look, if it if it's true, awesome. I'm some what? 
I don't even like um uh super assassiny super magicy fucking god or something. Great, awesome. If not, I'm still me, and me is still a fucking badass. So it's all good. Uh-huh. I don't think it really matters except for that it matters that we are. We know each other. And know each other with a capitalized no? Is that how emphasis works when you write things? Close enough. Yeah, I'll go with that. So the two of you continue on yes. into the distance to kill things that happen. It took way but too long to do that. That's fine. That's fine. That's why I cut back, so that you can have those moments. Yes. Meanwhile, Hope, Corbin, and Gwynferon, you arrive at the uh, the at the Shrine of the Eternal Flame. The, uh, the... The crowd has cleared out. There is now just a cordon of rangers, sort of like like four or five rangers just sort of patrolling the outer perimeter, making sure nobody breaks back in or anything like that. Um, mm-hmm. One of them stops you as you approach. You show the letter. They let you through. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and you step inside the shrine. So this is the first time that you've been able to see it. There is a, there is a priest uh, in here that you can very easily identify as part of the Sundered God. Um, from the half black, half white robes they're wearing, um, uh, who is sort of t- who is very carefully stepping around the carnage and gore in order to in order to maintain uh, the magic that is preserving the bodies until they can be appropriately identified and reassembled and buried. Um, the first thing that you notice is the pair of legs that are sort of laying in the door blood and gore just spattering around as the internal organs that were once this person are sort of scattered around. You see a torso that has bite marks ripped out of it, has sort of bite chunks ripped out of it. Uh, The robe that has been torn apart, there is no head or left arm associated with this body. You continue on, and it looks... There are many other bodies in here, some that looked like they were acolytes of the... some that looked like they were acolytes of the shrine, some that looked like they were just uh, worshippers that happened to be in here at the time, torn apart as if a tornado of teeth and claws ripped through the building. Uh, There are claw marks on the walls, uh, claw marks on the altar. The large... uh, the large... There was a large golden icon of fire uh, over the sort of over the main altar, underneath which there was this sort of ever-burning bowl of flame. The bowl of flame has been extinguished, um, and the icon shattered. Uh, behind the altar, there is a body that wears. There is a body similarly torn to pieces, wearing robes that you find familiar, for the. Of the head priest of the shrine. You can give me an investigation roll. Yeah. Twenty-eight. But looking around, looking around the scene, you find evidence that whatever started this started it from within the building. 
There was this wasn't somebody didn't bust through the front the, the front of the building and start tearing people apart. The so the epicenter of violence happened right next to the podium, right next to the the the, the altar where the head where the head priest was standing at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you see evidence that it sort of the violence just sort of radiated out very rapidly. It seems like the people that were trying to flee the building, the farthest they got were the pair of legs by the door. That was the farthest anyone got away from it. Um, the and there is no evidence of anything leaving either, which supports what the rangers have told you about whatever it was that did this has the ability to blink through the planes and likely did so to leave. Um, there are claw marks on the floor that seem to indicate that whatever it was at least the time of at the time of killing did not have feet but had uh, had uh, claws in place of feet um, it's very difficult to get much more information from this main room you do know that there's a back room where sort of like the acolytes rested where your room used to be um, mm-hmm. If you wanted to go further in, that's kind of what you find out in the main room: is just blood and guts and gore. Oh my! And I use my defined sense to detect if this place has been desecrated. Yes. So I you so you activate your divine sense. Can you put it yeah. in, in chat for me? Yep. Hope goes into the next room without saying anything. Um. Oh yeah, I'll just walk off and take a deep breath in the air. It has not been desecrated. But you can tell from the feeling that it was hallowed previously and that hallowed nature is gone. Okay. So like just the lingering sense of it yeah. used to be. Okay. For mechanical clarifications, if you have yeah. hallowed and desecration as good and evil, it is neither of those. It is now in the middle. <laughs> now it's just regular land. Yeah. Yep. Now it's a crime scene. Yeah, go into the next room. Alright, so you step back into the back room. This one's much cleaner. It seems like most of the people were most of the people uh, were in the main room. There's less blood here. There doesn't seem to be um, most of the blood seems to have just been splashed back from the from somebody who was killed, like sort of right next to the door. Uh, you step in and you remember this room. This is the area that sort of connects off to the bedrooms and storage closets. Um, so a prep area for the initial uh, things. This is where the tools that were used to uh, clean and maintain the temple were. Uh, Maybe an investigation roll if you like. Yeah. Thirty-one. The the most the clearest and most obvious signs of disturbance here are from the rangers themselves. Uh, mm-hmm. You can tell that they've they came back through here to investigate to see if there was anything uh, that would lead to more information back here. It doesn't seem like they found anything, and from looking around, at least in this room, it doesn't seem like there's anything to find. 
Um, there's no journals or loose or uh, loose papers or anything that are here. Any of the documents that would have been used for the for the uh, daily worship would likely be out on the altar. And in fact, you saw there were some out on the altar, which were the you know the the, the standard scripture that they would use for daily worship. Mm-hmm. Yep. And said something about um, most of the like paperwork and stuff got destroyed in a, in a fire. Do I think he's referring to my fire when I left or <clears throat> like a fire that no, happened? You, you're pretty certain like when you were looking around, when you were looking around uh, outside, I should have clarified, there were like bits of paper that were charred around the okay. altar and things. You're pretty certain that's what he was referring to. Um, yeah. Okay. Was that paper... If I looked at... If I had glanced at that paper, would I have seen... Like, that was just, like, notes? Did it seem like some... It was trying to burn records in specific... Yeah, it, it, it looked more like it was... It looked more like it was incidental burning, not like somebody specifically okay. grabbed these things and threw them on, on a fire. Okay. Yeah, so it would have been script the the scripture for the for the worship and things like that. Cool. Gwyn will be out in the main room, um, and he'll sort of tap a thumb along Weaveborn. Let's see what we can find and cast detect magic through the staff. All right. Um, so while Hope is is sort of investigating the back room, Gwynferon, you see in sort of in the middle of the in the middle of the room this tear or this recently repaired tear in the weave mm-hmm. um it looks like you're you're definitive you're definitely seeing the evidence that somebody planner traveled from this sort of the center of the room out okay are there any other weird snarls or alterations to the weave that have left any residual magic. Give me an investigation roll. Oh, okay. Christ. I'm going to use a lucky on that one. (laughs) That's more like it. (laughs) Natural 20 for a 31. So you go up towards the altar because in most temples that tends to be the sort of the epicenter of divine magic mm-hmm. um, there was an enchantment on the bowl that has been shattered and you can sort of see the residual aspects of that enchantment that is just gone um, there was also looking at the pieces of the icon uh, above it uh, there was an enchantment on that as well which has also been destroyed. Am I able to icon. pick up any sense of the school of magic that either of these enchantments would have been? You mean Arcana roll. Okay. 18. Looking at it, um... Hang on a second. The icon you cannot identify a school of magic on. Okay. The bowl, however, the sort of uh, bowl that has like ashes and bits left in it, mm-hmm. um, had an evocation, some sort of evocation spell associated with it. Hmm. Interesting. 
can I make a religion check to try and determine what the significance of the bowl might have been and what the likelihood that yeah. I'm all right. Give me a religion check. Twenty-three. You're pretty certain that this was a hallow spell, and the the bowl is probably the item that was enchanted to hold Did we... it. Right. Okay. Um, looking at it, just sort of looking at it, and taking in general general clues from the shrine and decor around you, you're pretty mm-hmm. sure there was probably an eternally burning flame here. That so long as it burned, the hallow spell was active, and the place was on right. ground when the flame was extinguished forcibly, and would have had to have been magically extinguished as well, because that's not mm-hmm. the kind of thing you could just dump water on. Right. Um. Uh. It would have broken the spell. Looking okay. at the icon, whatever it was, the icon was also magically enchanted, which means that something, it's difficult to break magic items. Yeah. So whatever did this was able to extinguish the hallow spell and destroy the magic item that was the icon, which indicates a level of power. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Is my investigation leading me to believe single actor? Hmm. Probably. Okay. Um, as far as you can tell, single, there doesn't seem to be any evidence of a secondary individual. Okay. Um, so whatever did this is the same thing that tore apart all the people, is the same thing that teleported out. Okay. You, you're starting to understand why the word chimera might have been applied. Mm-hmm. Uh, as there are many, many evidence of many different things, but all being attributed to one thing. One actor, right, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so hope. Back in the back yep. room. Are mm-hmm. you any further in or what? Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. Where so there uh, there's the door that leads to your room. There's the door that mm-hmm. leads to the so the uh standard acolyte room. And there's the door that leads to the high priest's room as well as to a storage unit. Uh I don't want to go in my room, so I'm gonna go to the other ones first. Uh let's do storage room first. Alright, you open up the storage room. It's dusty. Uh, there it's filled with brooms, dustpans, various other supply. It's a supply closet. So boring. Okay, Just go toward the acoly- in the acolytes area as well. You open the door. Uh, fairly well kept. Less dusty than the rest of the the area. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a closed window on the far wall, shining light through. From the outside, um, mm-hmm. it, there are racks of acolyte robes. Um, several of them freshly cleaned or were freshly cleaned previously, um, hanging, waiting to be used by people who will never use them again. A um, couple of beds, neatly capped, one a little bit more of a mess. Which one's the messy one? Uh, far right, uh, up in the corner. There's a bed that's like it looks like basically where the other th- the other beds look like they were uh, main. Somebody you know got out of them, fitted the sheets mm-hmm. and maintained them. This one was the person that just sort of threw the blankets off and got out of bed without making it. Yep. Oh, I'll make the bed. <laughs> you make the bed. Yep. Okay. Um. I'm gonna go in the priest's room. Yeah. This one is a much more orderly uh, room with uh, there is a 
there is a large tome that is sort of the priest's archive and journal. Um, that seems to have been untouched, uh, aside from a ranger probably coming through and sort of opening up and flipping through it and closing it back. Um, bed is maintained and kept. There is a closet with additional robes that match the robes of the one one of the bodies out in the front room, and various icons to the Eternal Flame. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, there's a journal. Uh, I'm gonna flip through it because I can't talk to with it. Yeah, I don't know. I I haven't seen anybody that looks like them, right? No, no. Yeah. Other than the one that was torn apart. Yep. Uh, so I'm what, gonna look through the journal. Are you looking for anything in particular? Yeah, I'm looking for anything that's far back when I first arrived here. Right, give me an investigation check. It's a very yeah. large and ponderous tome. Mm-hmm. 22. So, scrolling through, or scrolling through, I say, flipping through, you're, you're sort of <laughs> flipping through fairly slowly as you're trying to, sort of like reading, starting from the beginning, figuring that somewhere closer to there is where it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the entries that you find in the beginning are um, flipping through, reading, uh, basic sort of maintenance of the of the uh, temple, maintenance of the uh, hallowed spell, the the, mm-hmm. the eternal flame itself that sort of keeps this place uh, alive and well. Um. The <clears throat> at a certain point, um, you find that there was uh, there's an entry about how the priests during a particularly bad thunderstorm here on the docks was outside, sort of battening down aspects of the temple that could be loose because because the main sort of worship area is open mm-hmm. with yep. no real doors uh you have to go in and whenever there's a very bad somebody to go in you anchor down the anchor down the uh the any any wall hangings and uh make sure nothing is loose that's going to get blown around the area itself is going to get wet but that can just be cleaned up later yep. um and the eternal flame obviously has no problem um, or did at least. The docks had flooded, and he reports. Uh, the journal talks about how he had to wade down uh, through the docks to anchor, uh, wade down from the temple to the docks to to anchor uh, his sort of uh, uh, fishing boat that he has. That's right there, just in front of the the, uh, the temple. Mm-hmm. And when he did, he found. Uh, a basket sort of floating in the in the rain-soaked fishing boat. Uh, and in it was this little child that he describes um, with no sign of how the child got there, what it was doing there, who left it, where it came from. Uh, not even a no, no, no sort of note or anything. And he found it interesting that on this most chaotic of days, 
where there is absolutely no way that anybody should or needs to be outside, this little child, this little girl, had found her had found her way in this basket to a shaded and sheltered spot of the ship, and so was not being rained on. It was perfectly protected from the weather, and was sleeping perfectly sound. And something about that dichotomy uh, stirred emotion in him. And he determined that he would take the girl back to the temple and name her Hope. As the idea of when you're lost in a rainstorm or in uh, uh, turbulent waters, uh, the hope of Fair Harbor is what keeps you alive. And it seemed to have kept her alive. You flip past that page. The journal continues on, uh, talking about raising a, a little girl in a temple, about her being fairly fairly troublesome, but how he didn't necessarily mind, and the adventures that she shared with uh, another girl her age occasionally, and eventually uh, entry about the day she left. And how he, she sort of left left his life in pretty much the same way she entered it. This just gone one day, much like how she just showed up. And the worries of a parent whose child was gone, but at the same time, this sort of divine understanding that throughout her life something had been protecting her, keeping her safe. And he's pretty certain that's going to keep happening. So I wasn't too terribly worried. The last page of the yep. journal, which you eventually flip to, he notes that he had a dream, some sort of vision, the night before, about uh, hope as he notes her uh, returning to the temple. And he was really excited because he hadn't had a vision about her in a while. And he, being a man of faith, you know, visions are important. Thinking about how, well, if it's, if that's true, then maybe I'll get to ask about her adventures and see where she's been. And that's where the journal ends. There I go. In my room. My old room. Open the door. And you find a perfectly preserved room. That's exactly how you remember it. Damn it. Unchanged. Unused for by any storage. The window still open. From when you left. 
you sort of imagine the work that would have had to have gone into to keeping this room looking that good with a window constantly open when it rains, but... I'm going to sit on the bed and sort of lay lay down and stare up at the ceiling and there's like some water spots that are super just they look like a character like vague caricature I got I got very invested in just staring at that and just imagining stuff all the water spots and just <sighs> I'm going to use and cuz I never get to use this cuz we're never close enough. Am I within a mile of where this like uh the lair is the way it was described? No. Damn it. God damn it. I have to be within a mile. All right. The city itself is several miles across. You're at the far end of the city. All right. Never mind. Um... All right. There's a splash as a half orc and a wyvern hit the lake. <laughs> in in the far distance, nowhere near the shrine, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> You're not near it. This is no, a I didn't think there would river. be. Um, the, consult the spirits. Okay. And if we Please. go in there, I want to know if we go in there without the rest of the group. This is what I'm asking. If that is going to be a good idea, I will cast a spell real quick. There it is. You... So you consult your spirits, and again, these blue ethereal figures appear around you. And there's a new one. One that wasn't there previously. It's this familiar figure of a priest wearing robes that you've seen recently hung up in a closet. And in response, you if, if going into this lair without the rest of your party would be a good mm-hmm. idea, yep. uh, you get a negative response. Okay. And as the various spirits of your ancestors fade, the one uh, that uh, is of the priest lingers momentarily with a hand on your shoulder or fading away. Meanwhile, Corbin, Gwynfron, you're out in the front room. Hope has gone into the back. 
find anything. I can tell that whatever hallowed this place isn't anymore. It's not desecrated, but it's not the same place it was. Cody, it sounds like you're really far away from your mic. I have shitty headphones. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, you can, maybe you can bend it closer to the front of your face or something. I don't know. It's a powerful entity, whatever it was. Broke the enchantment that was keeping this place sanctified. That's what that bowl used to be, I believe. And then, right about here... And because Gwyn is stupid and impulsive, he reaches out and tries to pull the opening open. Oh God! <laughs> it just sort of—it just sort of your hand passes through it. You can't. This okay, is just even the ephemeral. Right, like, right. This is the ephemeral like lingering of a. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Can't Good. Just, I'm kind yeah. of glad. Yeah. I'm it's kind like, of glad. Yeah. It's a hologram you can put your hand through. <laughs> I mean, I've grabbed other parts of magic before, but not this one apparently. Yeah. Okay. Um, Seems like you can only grab active magic. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Right about here is where it carved a portal out and left. Okay. Well, they and it was just one thing. So they told us they know where it is. So we just wanted to see if there was an ulterior motive for why this happened here. Oh, motives? Motives? I could hardly bear to guess. Yeah. Um, if it, but if it had it's, something against, because this is a temple to the Sundered God, right? No, this is no. a temple to the Eternal, the Eternal Flame. Flame. Oh, Eternal Flame, which is a minor yeah. deity, right? Yeah. If it had something against this, I mean, we're both aware of the demonic corruption in the tower and the fact that that's been spawning cults on the exterior. Could be a manifestation of one of those, I suppose. Member adherent. Hmm. Um, look at, can I look over the bodies that are on the ground and see if it looked like there's any like non, like if they had non-life threatening injuries, like if these people were mostly killed slow or mostly killed quick. It's very easy to tell that they were Some ripped apart. Okay. So all right, yeah. like all of them were. All of them were. Okay. Whatever right. killed them, killed them quick. And not necessarily efficiently, but violently. Yeah. Okay. All right, yeah. Okay, well... But the fact that it could shatter an enchantment of that power and possibly more, there's some remnants of a disrupted spell on that shattered icon up there. I... This is this is not a simple. Is or... it important enough now? This could happen to more people. That's the whole reason that we're still here. Oh, I'm I'm well aware of the motivations for you and Hope for staying here. Yes, and I never said this wasn't important. I simply said there were other things that were probably more important. But here we are. And if we know where this thing is, then gathering our forces and murdering it as quickly as possible is probably our best option. That seems appropriate, and I'm sure there will be multiple people happy to hear that specific plan. Mm -hmm. 
I will leave the final decision, of course, up to hope, but I would definitely, I think, recommend having as overwhelming forces as possible at our disposal. Hmm. Yeah. If it could kill this many people before they left. Unfortunately, well, I don't know what the relative powers of the priests and such that officiated at this particular shrine were. And you can tell just by looking around at minimum, because it's hard to tell with body parts missing. There's about 20 people dead in this room. Mm -hmm. That's the problem. It's not that it was brutal or sadistic. That's whatever. It's that it was inefficient. That's what offends me. <laughs> There's... I'm lying at your naughty, Jack. I hate that you're sloppy. Yes, exactly. It's, it's yeah. It's 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 hard to tell because of the sheer volume of gore and missing parts. Mm-hmm. About at minimum twenty people, maybe more. But yes, this thing will require. A cautious approach, especially considering, well, honestly, the teleportation is what bothers me the most, that and its ability to shatter enchantments. Do I come out at this point? Do you? Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know how long I had been in there yeah. reading. Yeah. Um. We need to find the others. I remembered what this, I, I, I thought of what this, sorry, uh, reminded me of. It was one of the, one of the generals of Kalen, the, the guy with the pyramid uh, or the, yeah, the, the fortress, sand castle fortress thing that was, they like to cut off people's hands and feet. So I don't know if that, Maybe. I don't know. I have... We're good. Let's go. <laughs> Can yes, I... That was convincing. Yes, yeah, it was. Yeah. Can I have the beacon back? Of course. Take that. I will begin to attune to it again. Okay. Reattune to the beacon. <clears throat> Lawful hope returns. If we need the others, I will give them a call. Hmm. Or we could just meet them out there. Uh, I can use the spell that you gave me to ask Lorian if he can tell us where to find this thing. Uh, specifics would be good. Hmm. It's in the it's in the documents that you were given. I thought he just gave us the one letter. Yeah, uh, he also gave you. Uh, okay. I was he skimming over it because we were trying yeah. to move along. Where yeah. it was. Yeah. Yes. You have, <laughs> we'll just go you have and, the information for where it is. Okay. And and let him know that we're headed out. Well, I and can use a message to send him that. Yeah, or right. you can use it to, to let the rest of the group know to meet us there. I can take care of that. Okay. Roughly how many words do you think I need to accurately describe the location of where this thing's lair is? Less than 25. Okay. So it's basically uh, Gashkar gets ascending. The murderer is in this place. Meet us there for killing. Send another message to Harry and Lulu. I'm separate from them right now. 
So walking behind the pair of you, Hope and Corbin here, Gwyn just go, God damn it. What? Yeah. what, what Same you- message to Lulu. Have you told Gashkar she's not with us right now? <laughs> yes! I am not responding to that one. There's a... There's a you there's are... A, Okay, I found so we're going after the murderer because reason and if we're fighting the Rangers again, you're fighting them with me, I think. Dude, because- if we're fighting okay, if we're going after the murderers and we're fighting Rangers, that means the Rangers are murderers and I can kill the Rangers, and I am down with that. <laughs> I am ninety-nine percent sure that these Rangers are all murderers. You know what our group name should be? The question is more if they're gonna attack us for daring to help them solve a murder case this time. I mean, they're undoubtedly practitioners of ranger brutality. I will agree with you on that. <laughs> There's ranger so does that mean when I kill something, it's not murder, it's blood hunter brutality because I'm okay with that? Um, no, because the people who are in charge here have yeah. said it's okay for them to do it. Society is bullshit. We all agree on this. Let's just We're go, go murder something now. Yes. What should our group name be? Nope. At least a werewolf form getting annoyed. We're just, I don't know. I don't have anything like specific, but it should definitely be related to the fact that we no, never nothing about together. Them. We're just going to this place. Just random bits. We're just random pieces. Well, if we're going right. to give ourselves a group name, we're going to have to come up with Articles of Confederation first. Mm. Oh, God. There's a there's a, a splash from the we lake as Gashkar having a group. basically rockets out of it on, on Ice Pelt's back and flies over, probably spotting them and heading down toward them. Uh, not in the Yo, city. Assuming the halflings are just headed for the place that, that yeah. Lair is. I, I would have to fly over the city to get there, wouldn't I? Yes, but it's really hard to spot three people in a city. They're, they're on the docks, aren't they? <laughs> no, they're moving no, we're the in the street. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're in the streets and we're like weaving through stuff because I would like I you have. To- a feature. Yeah. I would yeah. like you to fly over New York and pick out three people. I don't know. Ask Spider-Man. <laughs> Spider-Man cannot do it either. Yeah, it's true. You okay. can't. So ask Lockheed, actually. I was trying to think of a Marvel Universe dragon hmm. to fly around New York. Lockheed definitely cannot do it. Okay. <laughs> I will use my message to let or sending to let Lorian know that we're getting ready to go after the you get an creature. I would argue that the dragon that runs the that powers Excalibur's Nazi train might be able to do it. <laughs> Oh I dear God! We're having this conversation on stream because I feel like that's a weird statement, regardless of context. Exactly. That's where I wanted to leave it off. Go ahead, John. Speeding ahead through various means, of which we're not going to get into, the six of you regroup just outside of what seems to have, at one point in time, been a. Uh, a mausoleum of some sort. 
Uh, you find yourselves there. There is outside the city of Kor. There are various smaller settlements and areas and villages and things all over, dotting the grasslands. Not necess- not, n- not all of them are the big named ones that are along main roads. They're just random little hamlets and towns. Uh, you find yourself standing outside of what seems to have at one point been a random little hamlet or town that has since been long ago trampled by some warring faction or another. Um, and all that really remains aside from derelict and abandoned buildings is a a long disused graveyard within which there was a crypt or mausoleum. Um... And the the indications that you were given was that the the sort of the planner rips that uh, the uh, that rangers were tracking led them to this area. As you approach, a group of Cornite rangers sort of stand up out of nowhere, mm. um, and uh, approach you with their sort of their just sort of uh, bows not bows at the ready but not aimed at anything. I'll walk forward and present the note from the all, all come together here? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Go ahead, stand up. That just makes it easier to chop your knees off. Harry, please. <laughs> These are who we're this close to killing the thing this that This isn't needs what to we're kill. fighting. <laughs> By the way, why didn't we just go here anyways? This is like, like if I had seen this present, I would be like, yep, this is where the murderer is. Doesn't matter <laughs> what the situation like was. This. I didn't know. He seriously could have just wandered around outside of the city looking for suspicious caves and killed all the things we found in them. I'm putting a moratorium on this discussion until we get inside, everyone. All right, all right. Thank you. <laughs> The rangers look confused. These are just random schmuck rangers that track things. They're not right. right. So you're I take it you're the adventuring group. One in the back goes, Why can't they ever get a normal group of fuckers? Um Okay, because I have enhanced hearing. You know normal adventurers, they shouldn't be adventurers. The uh the ranger just lets it go. Um, Point us in the right direction. Right, well, we we tracked the uh, creature. Not haven't seen it yet, but we know we've been able to confirm that it's inside there. Um, from magical scans, it seems like it basically has set up a nest of some kind. <clears throat> We're not we're not a hundred percent certain with what we're dealing with, so when I hope you guys have a better idea. Can you prevent it from teleporting out? Potentially if I'm very close to it. All right. I, I uh, record. But I did this ask is... what we do know about it. Um, yeah. what you know, so if, uh, assuming you guys have, assuming you guys have shared yeah. information, mm-hmm. uh, you know that it is some sort of humanoid chimera, um, mm-hmm. some sort of individual that has, uh, at, at, at the very least ostensibly she was human at one point that has tremendous strength, uh, the kind of strength that trolls are typically associated with. Also many, many others, but that's the one that they thought of initially because it also seems to be uh, carnivorous enough to eat bits of the people that it was killing. Um, okay. It has tremendous strength. It eats whatever it kills, 
or it eats aspects of whatever it kills, not all of them. It's very messy in that matter. It's very quick to have killed 20 people before any of them could get out of the shrine. Um, it is apparently able to... It is either very stealthy or has a lot more teleportation capabilities than you necessarily believe it does. Um, it has some level of planar teleportation ability where it can blink between planes. Um, it has power enough to destroy magical artifacts, uh, including uh, whatever the enchantment on the Golden Flame icon was and whatever was happening with the bowl, uh, with the, the bowl that had the Hallow spell. It mm -hmm. seems to... There's no idea what its motivation are is currently. Um, and, um, or, or how it came to be. Um, and that's pretty much all the information you've got. So, um... Sorry, no, I, I was misremembering how Blood Curse of the Eyeless works. Um, so before we move any further, Gashkar kind of turns to Hope Hope. Mm -hmm. What does this fight mean to you? A lot. I want to kill it. Or I want to know why it did what it did first. But then I want to kill it. Hey. This is something important to you. Mm-hmm. Then the call for war is made, she says. And she reaches into a bag underneath some of her armor and just comes back with her hands sort of, uh, her, her hands sort of coated in ash and just kind of reaches out to make a mark across your forehead and then draws a, simil draw a similar one across her own face. You got ash on your face now. <laughs> Thanks. Your face looks like ash. Uh, it usually does. She's kind of pale and sickly looking. <laughs> Whole remnant thing. Yeah. Yep. Kind of. Kind of comes with the territory. Mm -hmm. Gwyn uh, nods and. Uh, all right. If this thing seems to have offensive magics, you may want to group up around me when possible. I have a few things that can help significantly with that. If it has offensive magic, then there might be a concern about us grouping up in case, you know, one fireball is going to kill you all. There weren't fireballs. I know what that looks like. But if it has multiple abilities... It might have something. Yeah. I think it's mostly the magic it has is mostly things added to it. Okay. True. From what I could tell. Do any of us have that sort of tamper down teleportation at all? Uh, I have a chance at that, yes. I mean, the, qui the, the, the simplest way to go about this would be like... It's got a body part that seems to be obviously from some teleporting beast. Rip it off. Well, yeah, we're going to have to... Absolutely. Uh, and we're going to have to improv once we get in there a bit. But, like... 
Corbin and I keep it busy and distracted while you guys fuck it up? If yeah, if any if it does any I don't I don't have any questions about how to kill it. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm more confused, especially if we're fighting in its den about how we're going to stop it and make it answer our questions. Oh, we just make sure that we don't kill it at the end. We knock it unconscious. Hopefully that's possible. Granted, I know it's important, but if it's not possible, it's not possible. We're on board with that, right? Tear it to bits so it can't go. Right. If we can, yeah, absolutely. Once it get once it gets down to looking like it's close to dead, we'll start smacking it over the head with the with the blunt ends and shit and that sort of thing. But leave the head intact because there's magic that can let you talk to the dead. Valid point. Also true. Well, I'm not going to remember. The one thing cities are good for is having people who can do various kinds of magic. Mm-hmm. We've got hands. Gwen, your magic is awesome, but we might want to stock up on kinds of magic that Gwen can't do. That's fair. I've got some stuff. Later. Yeah. I assume I've had enough time to, to tune Yes, you've had enough time to attune to the... the Unless we can convince your elemental magisters to do the same thing they did before when we were fighting Umbra. That'd be an amount of preparation, I don't think... I was going to say, we have time for that. We are currently sitting outside the monster's thing's lair. I don't really want to wait. If you think they will agree quickly, then we can go back. But otherwise... It's here. It's here. Hmm. All right. Cool. All right. Do this shit. So you descend. Yep. On the way in, by the way, I look over at the Rangers and say, "Oh, by the way, if they wanted normal, they would have just gone with the guys guarding the outside and waiting for us." And I continue my way up. <laughs> <laughs> One of them, one of them, sort of looks kind of offended. Then the one that had been talking to you initially goes, "Scream really loud if you die, so we'll go find more." That's a good plan. <laughs> We're not. I usually find do. If you die, losers. I mean, they're just doing their job. They know they can't handle this. Let's just go kill the thing. Yeah, that's the thing. They're they're bitching about us because they know they ain't us. Exactly. They can't do what you do. Why do I surround myself with high schoolers? One could say they hate us. (laughs) So you hit. You head down into the lair. You eventually find yourselves in what what have previously been uh, a series of like leveled out catacombs that are no longer leveled out c- 
catacombs. It seems like all the stonework and uh, area that had been sort of laid out previously has been obliterated. Uh, and instead of a level floor, you find yourself looking down into a large, emptied pit with various de- various states of decayed carcass uh, from fresh, apparently they brought some of the bodies with them, uh, to long dead, scattered around uh, with broken coffins and broken stone. In the sort of at the far end of the room, hunkering down, you see this silhouette uh, that seems, and then you can hear the sounds of something feral eating. <sighs> so, right. far side of the room, are there? It was catacombs, so there were like depending on what type of catacombs they are, but um, hollowed out areas for like coffins or bodies to go into. Are there any of those kind of remaining? What is the cover? There isn't really, there's a bunch of rubble. All of that has been reduced to rubble in piles, various around. You can get cover in, you can uh, take cover behind some of the piles of rubble. Some of them are large enough for that. Mm -hmm. Um... That's just sort of like it's basically like if you took a catacomb, like imagine a structured catacomb that has like maybe four <laughs> levels. Yep. Um, now imagine without disturbing the ground around it, taking a wrecking ball through it. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of what you have here. The space where okay. the catacombs were is still intact, but the structure of them has been reduced to rubble. Got it. I, and it's on the far side. How far? It's about. You imagine it's probably about a hundred feet away from the door you're at, and then down about forty feet. Okay. Gwyn uses his weaveborn to cast invisibility on himself. Hmm? Gwyn Fron disappears. Mastermind in the master here, guys. in this dungeon keeper game just decided I don't need any of these rooms anymore. <laughs> 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 All right. So... Down, down, sneak toward it we want to we want to kind of surround it pin it against a wall everyone can give me stealth checks if you'd like to get closer quietly Gwynfron you have advantage because you're invisible I also have advantage because I have awesome armor and you have foresight so you have advantage on literally everything (laughs) thank you Jack (laughs) 31 Nice, Gashkar. Uh, yes, yours did. No, I asked. Seven. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Harry. Harry sort of hangs back and watches as the rest of you stealth Okay. I was thinking Harry goes boom, 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 because okay. before... No, before we went in, there was a whole, well, there was maybe not necessarily discussion, but there was discussion and someone said, aha, too. So Corbin and I keep it busy while you yeah, guys start planking it from behind. That's side, what Harry's saying. So she's like, dunky, 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 dunky. changing my narrative description then. What happens? Everyone scatters off to one, to two, to either one side or another, getting behind. Uh, uh, cover. Harry just s- walks forward to the edge, 
grabs the edge, climbs down, turns around, yep. walks straight out towards the thing. As Harry gets past the the cover of rubble that the rest of you have acquired and realized, oh wait, Harry is, um, you hear this growling sound as the silhouette turns around. What you see, what at one point was probably an orc of some kind, uh, maybe a human that has just gone undergone really extensive modifications, um, has this sort of orange or like sort of ruddy orange skin complexion, large muscular jawline with uh, with fangs that with fangs and teeth that do not seem to equip with a normal humanoid individual. Uh, isn't wearing anything, completely nude. Um, in place of a right arm, there is a limb that is much longer and ganglier and razor's edge than uh, an orc's arm would normally be. It, it looks like somebody ripped off the arm of some sort of beast, like a troll or something, and just stapled it on. In the middle of its stomach... There is a large eye that blinks as it turns to look at you. Embedded all down its left arm are seven more eyes. From the shoulder, into the bicep, into the forearm, into the palm, into the elbow. It has extending out of its back several differently colored tendrils two sort of dark ebony ones coming out of the shoulders and then four more flesh-colored ones coming out of its lower back. Its legs end in what look more like bird or dragon talons than feet. And what is left of it that is humanoid is musculature that is also covered with sort of a scaled uh, hide rather than normal flesh but still the same color as its flesh it has no hair and its eyes glow with this vibrant red intense light Harry just grins and says hi I'm gonna wear your skull like a hat (laughs) and as 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 it opens its mouth to unleash some form of unholy sound. That's where we're going to end for this week. Yeah. Say goodbye. Bye. 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 Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>